discipleship every day for the BFC family. Thanks for joining us again today. Our reading today comes from four verses that are different. They, they, we jump around a little bit different places. The first one is Matthew 18, 3. Jesus said, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. Our second verse is from John 14, 21, where Jesus says, Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. And then a final two verses out of Matthew 7, verses 7 and 8, where Jesus said, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, it will be opened. This is the word of the Lord. I'd like to talk to you today about knowing Jesus in the storm. You know, unless you've been living under a rock somewhere, you, like me, have probably noticed that the times we're living through are turbulent, to put it mildly. I'm afraid we're probably in for a rough patch in the next few years, and I think that as Christians, it's important that we prepare our hearts for the difficulties that may lay ahead of us. Perhaps we'll be spared, and we would all be relieved if that turns out to be the case, but it's worthwhile to think through today some skills that we may need to call on tomorrow. The main difficulty, of course, is that we no longer live in a culture that agrees on a common understanding of morality. The line from the old Cole Porter song has literally come true in our day, heaven knows anything goes. Things once unmentionable in polite company are now used in TV commercials, advertising all kinds of goods and services. And that's a sure sign that the people who are paying for those ads don't think that those things are controversial, and they don't think that they'll get much blowback from the general populace. And so far as I can tell, they're right about that. Houston, we have a problem. It's a problem for those of us who, as Christians, still hold to traditional biblical ethics. As one preacher I recently listened to said, we understand legal toleration, and we also understand social tolerance. But as Christians, we can never compromise by being intellectually tolerant. And by this, he meant to say that some things really are right and other things truly are wrong, And for the Christian, there's no wiggle room about these matters. It's safe to guess that as time goes by, those of us who stand for the old truth against the modern fiction will experience increasing turbulence going on around us. How will we weather this? And is there a way to comport ourselves that will attract people around us to the Savior? Well, I want to suggest to you that there is. A preacher with far more wisdom than I have said this about living and evangelizing in turbulent times. He said we will be able to weather the storms and attract people to Jesus by living lives of peace amid the torment. And to do that, he recommended that we renew our commitment to living Christ-centered lives. In short, Jesus must become real to us, a living person, not just a distant icon. And that's where our verses come in. 
These verses give us three tips about developing an intimate friendship with Jesus that can see us through whatever happens to be coming. The first tip comes from that first verse, Matthew 18, 3, when Jesus said, Unless you turn and become like children, you'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. The secret to Christ-likeness begins with having a childlike heart when it comes to practicing our faith in Jesus. We have to become like a little child in our dependence on him. Little children trust their parents completely. Daddy knows everything as far as little Johnny is concerned. If daddy says it's so, it's so. The beginning of an intimate relationship with Christ and its continuance depends on our accepting this truth about Jesus. Whether we understand what he's up to or not is not the issue. What he says is worthy of our trust because of who he is. We need that childlike dependence on him if he's going to be Christ-centered in the way we think about the world, if we're going to be Christ-centered in that. Then the next tip comes from John 14, 21, when Jesus says, Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. This verse speaks to us about developing intimacy with Jesus and the Father. God's a person, and we can grow in our relationship with him the same way we grow in a relationship with any other person. This verse gives us three aspects of growing in our relationship with Jesus. Have his commandments, keep his commandments, and love his person. In this simple pattern, every part of the human soul is engaged. Our minds engage with his word, his commandments. We begin to hear his voice speaking to us personally as we meditate on his word. Another part of our soul, the will, is also engaged when we make the commitment to not only know his commandments, but to walk in them. We're engaging our will, and we put into practice what he commands us to do. And then still another part of our soul is engaged with him, the heart. As we listen to him and walk with him, we come to love him. I mean, think about it. This is exactly how every relationship you have that is precious to you today has developed. You listened and spoke to the other. You walked together in some common endeavor. And your affections grew together in a precious friendship that you cherish. Jesus invites us into the same type of intimacy with God in this verse. And then our final tip comes from those last two verses out of Matthew 7, verses 7 and 8. Ask, and it'll be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, it will be opened. Aim at knowing him. Ask for his help. Make knowing him the great priority of your life. Drop anything that gets in your way if you can reasonably do so. You can't drop work and family, but all of us have other things that distract us. Drop those things as much as you can and concentrate on developing your relationship with Jesus above everything else in your life and ask for his help. He promises to answer your pleas for intimacy. He says, everyone who asks receives 
The one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, it will be open to. You know, these verses aren't about getting a red Ferrari. They're about gaining a friend. My preacher friend noted that when we begin to live this way in this intimate relationship with Jesus, two things should result. First, we'll be enabled to live in peace while the storm rages around us. And secondly, those around us who don't know Christ will almost inevitably have to stop and pay attention. His observation was that this kind of life is a nearly irresistible argument for the truth of Christianity. Don't be surprised if some of the storm-weary people around you say, well, I don't know what you've got, but I want it too. Let's pray. Lord, we ask you, please, become so real to us that we can live in peace while the storm rages around us. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us again today. Remember, Jesus is our peace in the midst of the storm.